Hello and welcome to Easy Operations. This is episode 54. My name is Ron. As always, I'm joined by James. Word life. Uh, this is the TV show. The TV show. <laughs> I wish. Uh, this is the podcast where we talk about movies, TV shows, and video games. Uh, we've been sort of out of the pocket for a bit. We took some time off. Uh, we, In the meantime, we had gone to see a couple of movies. We recorded that a short dinner podcast. I hope you guys liked it. And... Uh, you know, since we moved to this platform, uh, Anchor, in terms of hosting our podcast, we've gotten a few new listeners. So if you're new to the show, thank you for listening. Thanks for taking the time to listen to us. We're just a couple of guys who like movies and video games. We're not experts. We're not true critics, but we just like talking about stuff and having fun with it. So hopefully you can do the same. Uh, and if you want to give us any feedback, we're always looking to improve, see on how we can do things better. Please send us an email at easyoperationsqa at gmail.com or our website, which is easy-operations with an S, dot com, easy-operations.com. So with that being said, let's get ahead and get started. James, how have you been? I've been pretty good. Just been catching up on the NBA Finals. It is quite a landslide. I don't expect that to change. Um, neither the teams playing are my personal team but i am rooting for the underdog but it doesn't look like it's gonna happen um other than that just went to take a little day trip to mexico this past weekend uh i do generally quite often a food trip down there and uh like always i highly recommend anyone looking for good dining for relatively cheap just to cross the border you just got to be mentally ready to come back or deal with the 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 line to get across the border what's your time on average to get back into the country uh if you leave if you go for the day and leave do not leave or i mean sorry do not plan to come back on a sunday um it can take a good two hours at the border. that's actually a good time you can maybe get an hour to two hours uh at best but it can average around four to five hours depending on the time you leave and what day you leave specifically sunday seems to be awful all the time. Uh, this time, this past trip, we went on a Saturday, and it actually went by pretty quickly. Uh, it was a little dark when we left. Um, I would say maybe seven, but we weren't in the line for maybe an hour and a half, uh, close to two hours. But um, you just gotta know that. <laughs> you just going sit in your vehicle that, the whole time. Well, I mean, like with the engine on, you move. It's not like it's still. It's just the line is very long, and well, um, your, your car, which has start stop, is perfect for that. But I yeah. feel like if you got, if you do not have that, you're going to just be idling and wasting half your gas. What's kind of like nice about that line, and also kind of sad at the same time, is that um, if you are hungry or that you, because sometimes you know you just be sitting there for a while. There's actually a lot of uh, people out there selling street food. Um, uh, the only thing is like there's a lot of them, and they kind of. Uh, you kind of feel bad for them because sometimes it's these little kids that are, are selling them and they're just trying to make some money or, or hustle out there. So it's uh, kind of good and bad um, part of that, but it's something of an experience just coming back. Yeah. And what if you got to pee? Where do you go? Uh, there's actually a bathroom that you can actually go out to, but it's actually closer to the, to the, to the end. All right. Well, that's cool. Yeah. You know, I'm tempted to uh, go with you one of these days because yeah, uh, should definitely photos that look amazing that you always – you know, <laughs> and if you love tacos, you should definitely uh, come with. 
I like them both. Yeah. <laughs> um, as for me, I went on a bike ride, but I hadn't been working out for a while. And uh, I got a little bit... Uh, you ever try to bite off more than you can chew when you haven't worked out for a bit and you think you got this, you know? <laughs> you overdo it. Yeah, because yeah. I, I had went into the hills. Cause it's one of my favorite rides up into the Sepulveda Hills. Um, but I had not written for a couple of weeks. And so, and then on top of that, I met my cousin at the base of the hill, whereas he rode from his house. And so he was nice and warmed up and, <laughs> and I was kind of starting cold. And I just had a hard time and I just was not enjoying it. You're just dying or I was, was <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just like huffing and puffing and I had to take a couple of breaks and you know, I felt bad like I was slowing him down, you know. He just kept going. I was like, just go on without me, man. <laughs> but, being uh, back uh, being a noob again. Yeah, so that kind of motivated me to to start riding again and the weather's getting nicer, so I gotta get back in the saddle, so to speak. I feel ya. Yeah. So uh, let's get right into the show then, James. Uh, last week, or I guess maybe two weeks ago, yeah, two weeks ago, we got a chance to see a couple of movies, and I'm going to show, okay, so we saw two movies, which is Solo and Upgrade, and I want you to guess which movie has the better Metacritic score of the two. <laughs> I mean, the 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 money should be on the made, uh, you know, the more popular movie and that's one's consistently been getting good reviews which would be star wars related right that's what you would think but <laughs> uh coming in at a 62 is solo that's a positive <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's in the green and then coming in at a 65 is upgrade so i was pretty shocked to see wow, that that's actually lower than i expected too for either of them including yeah. upgrade wow. yeah so uh, let's get into Solo. This is a movie that kind of going into it, I had mentioned that I had a bad feeling about. I I didn't know, you know, that I wanted to see this in particular. Wait, but can uh, you repeat that one more time? You had a what? Like I I wasn't sure that I wanted to see this. You know, you like a, you had a, I had a bad, bad feeling. feeling. <laughs> yeah, I had a bad feeling. I busted my Star Wars line. Yeah. <laughs> um, That's what I wanted to hear. Yeah, but. Uh, you know, and oh, okay, well, before I get into it, it just set the foundation for it, which is, and it had a lot of uh, mixed reviews kind of going into it. And I and I kept a really open mind. I didn't try to overhype myself to it. But uh, I ended up liking this a lot. And I had a lot of fun with it. And I, I really feel like one of the big problems that people have, and I'm going to apply this to this movie plus the modern Star Wars movie, is that you just have all these baggage and expectations from trying to make you feel like Star Wars did back when he was a kid. And it's not going to be like that. Just have fun with these movies and enjoy them for what they are. And you're going to have a blast. And don't overthink it. Don't don't try to think of, well, I didn't want to know all these questions and this and that. Like, am I right? Like, what did you think? Uh, I kind of I agree. Yeah. So basically, I was like you kind of was more like okay i'm in for a solo movie but it's not necessary i didn't think it was necessary to make one but i'm in for anything star wars related including a solo uh, movie yeah. and i'm always open to regardless if the movie had bad reviews or not i was gonna go see it just because i like anything star wars related and um uh, like you mentioned i did i actually was part of that group where i, I kind of like in the trailer just like oh man something about the guy like the main dude that they picked uh bothered me for a bit like he just wasn't like 
Harrison Ford or acted like Han Solo at all to me based on the trailers. And this is purely based on his uh, trailers. And I kind of had a low expectation in regards to at least his aspect, uh, that actor's aspect coming into it. But like you, I was highly impressed and actually really surprised at how much I enjoyed this movie. You and I both, uh, uh, you know, we saw the same screening and, and everything about it was super entertaining. And this is like what the only... It actually, I felt, is the most different out of all the all the other Star Wars movies. Uh, would you not agree? Like, it, it didn't have, like, any force users in there. Um, it The world felt a little different. It felt pretty gritty. It, it was kind of, kind of nice seeing another side of of this universe like kind of like the 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 underworld uh you could say of the of the star wars universe and uh, i thought it was you know quite entertaining it was pretty much like a, a heist movie um combined with the origin of some characters that we're all familiar with yeah it, it did feel very unique and uh i i like that aspect of it um one thing that i it took me a while to kind of buy into the solo character because i was like you in which this guy does not look like harrison ford <laughs> And if you think about it, no one really can do a Harrison Ford impression. It's just That's he's true. very unique. And uh, but after the first scene, I think I started to buy it. I was very skeptic up front, but I think from that moment on, there's this little speeder sequence when he's in a little vehicle. I would say that from that point on, I was in, and yeah, uh, I didn't I, have any problem with it. I forgot to mention that I honestly I thought oh, as a man, this is not good. Like right from that get go yeah i actually thought it was pretty bad it's uh, a slow then, opening yeah it's not that it was slow i just thought it was cheap i don't know very cheesy and right. uh, it had a, it was just a bad start uh but once i guess over that little hump which wasn't that long i was like you mentioned 10 minutes i i was uh i was in invested in the characters that first time is just a really 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 quick setup um which pretty much drives on Han Solo for the rest of the movie. And it also took me that long, too, just to get over the fact that this guy, I, I can't, you know, judge him or berate him for his portrayal because he actually acted really well. He would just he didn't act um, like, you know, Harrison Ford or anything like that. But for his take on the character, I thought he played it very well. Yeah, I feel like more he rather than an impression, I feel like he tried to capture the spirit of the character. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, which is kind of funny because, in contrast, I thought Donald Glover was like perfect in channeling Billy D. Williams. <laughs> what, what do you think on that? He he borders on kind of like making it a bit of a, you know, like making fun of the character, but it doesn't quite get there. Right. If that makes sense, like it's it's almost a parody, but he is channeling him, and and I like it. He does something really cool with it. And uh, I, I like it. I almost thought he stole the show. I agree. And I, you know, like you, you should have been a little bit more in it. I, I know we were discussing about that earlier, but um, highly enjoyed everybody in this. Even the the little side characters that they had introduced in here um, with Woody Harrelson. Yeah, he was better than I expected. And actually more in it than I expected. Me too. Uh, <laughs> based on the trailers, um, there are some droids in there that were really entertaining. And uh and it's kind of interesting because there was some cool uh, Easter eggs in there and, and things like uh, for fans like us that kind of like gave us a cheap pop, which was pretty awesome. <laughs> uh, but it kind of set up it, – it, this movie felt like it sets up more 
uh, like it's going to be more of these movies, which I actually hope they do. But I kind of don't know based on the box office uh, returns on this. Yeah, yeah. Let me talk about the Easter eggs first because I feel like this is kind of a, a issue that people are having with the movie. You know, this is, seems to be a common problem in any prequel, which is things that the character is known for. The the prequels always find a way to give it an extra meaning or explain why it happened. I happen to think that's fun. Some people are like, "This is answering questions we've never asked." What do you think about that? Like, where do you lie on that? I don't think I don't. The ones that they did in the movies, I honestly thought they. It's not like they pointed it out. Like it's not all up in your face about it. It's there and it just happens. But they didn't like dwell on. It. I don't know. I, I honestly it wasn't bothered bothered it by all. And it's not something that is, should be surprising to anybody either. I you know as as fun as this movie is, it's pretty much what everyone expects the movie to be. So for example, you know you know that you're gonna see how he's gonna get. You know I don't think this is any spoiler, but you know how he's gonna get some Millennium Falcon. You know how they're gonna do at least the Kessel Run, uh, and then maybe some other origins. But I, I I like for me, I honestly don't think it's a spoiler. But like for example, um, like him getting his gun, right? Uh, it 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 wasn't like it, they made it a big deal or anything. It just it just happens and it just the move the movie moves along. It's not like they focus specifically on that to make it seem like a, like a thing, you know. Yeah. Um, and then I thought it was a lot. It was like that for a lot of the Easter eggs, and I didn't mind it whatsoever. Yeah, and you know, as far as like the setting up of movies, yeah, I this is one of the first Star Wars movies that references like expanded content. That is, um, that's true. Yeah, and it now is becoming Marvel-fied, if that's a word, <laughs> in the sense that they're trying to set something up here. Now, like you mentioned, it didn't do well. Now, didn't do well is by Star Wars standards. Yeah, Any movie true. would love to have this kind of a box office. That's true. Um, but apparently people are like, oh, this is like the worst since uh, Clone Wars or something like that. <laughs> but to be fair, people said that about Last Jedi too. It's the worst thing they really- to ever. <laughs> like this yeah. is the worst Star Wars of all time somehow. I don't know. Maybe tr- people be tripping, but uh, my oh, opinion, well, yeah, I love One of the podcasts I listened to, they said that they would rather look at the prequels than to see Solo again. And I wow. just, I almost threw up. <laughs> <laughs> you're like whoa, whoa. that's so what? funny I'm like what <laughs> but, but remember did you say you had a, a friend when, when we went to see force awakens said the exact same thing that they thought like force awakens wasn't good and the prequels they was still better i forgot who you who it was but uh, you had a friend i forget but i i do have a friend that uh he did not like force awakens <laughs> and that he thought it was just about a rehash of uh, new hope he Which, would watch the prequels more than the more than these new ones. I don't know. We'll see. But uh, yeah. So I, you know, it just it if if you're going into this movie, if you're already having these things, like I don't need to know how they explain these things, then you probably shouldn't watch it. But if you want to see something fun and that's going to expand on some of the knowledge that you have on Han Solo, and it's a good story to tell. Then go and check it out. I actually honestly think it's pretty standalone too. Uh, if you haven't seen any of them, I mean, you, of course you would. It's a little bit more rewarding if uh, for being a, uh, a a fan of the original movies or knowing the characters. But it's pretty standalone because it doesn't really require any of their other movies to move its plot, other than one uh, specific scene. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, more of a like uh, uh, of like oh who's that type of thing, um, 
that can still always be expanded in the in the sequel or whatever because yeah. it felt like its own little franchise that they're trying to set up, and uh, I, I I highly enjoyed it, especially because it felt so different than the other ones as well. Yeah. Uh, so let me see anything else. Oh, one thing I want to point out on uh, Harrison Woody Harrelson is that going in, I didn't like that he was cast because he's so recognizable. He, he <laughs> tends to steal the show yeah. and star Wars is usually about unknown characters mm-hmm. and, or actors, I should say, but I actually liked his character a lot. I thought he really did a great performance and uh, I didn't feel like I was watching Woody Harrelson, so to speak, like kind of taking me out of the movie. He was that character that, and uh, I, I dug it. Could have been the hairpiece threw you off, <laughs> <laughs> maybe. But yeah, um, I, I agree with you. He uh, he was one of the highlights of the movies for sure. Yeah, uh, and then uh, they have this animated character that I had no idea was voiced by uh, John Favreau. Yeah, that's right. Uh, he wasn't in it that long, but he was actually a really uh, fun and entertaining character. Yeah, he was a good character because uh, he sort of looked like a monkey, but he wasn't quite a monkey. <laughs> right. Yeah, he was cool. He was charismatic. Yeah. All right, so that's a solo. It's probably still in theater, so go take a look if you haven't seen it yet. All right, and the next one we saw was uh, Upgrade. This is a movie starring, let's see, I want to find out what this guy's name is. Logan Marshall Green, who, if you're not looking closely, you would think is... uh, (laughs) Tom Tell Hardy. Me, Tom Hardy is yeah. like the spitting image of Tom Hardy. Very spitting image. Like yeah. you, you would think this is him in it. If yeah. you didn't, if you didn't look at any of the cast. It's like wow. Yeah. So I'm going to read the IMDb description for this. Set in the near future, technology controls nearly all aspects of life. But when Gray, a self-identified technophobe, has turned his world upside down, his only hope for revenge is an experimental computer chip implant called STEM. Now we saw a trailer for this and. I thought it looked super corny, but in a kind of fun way. And uh, you proposed that we see this, and I, and I thought this would was a good candidate for Movie Pass. And that, you know what? I don't have a lot of expectations for this. Uh, let's just go do it. And I ended up having a blast with it. I was very pleasantly surprised by it. What did you think, James? I was the same. I honestly didn't think much from based on the trailers, other than okay, maybe it may be an entertaining action movie. But wow, what a what a sleeper hit of a movie! Um, uh, first, I didn't realize how sci-fi the movie was. Other than the concept, it, I didn't think the world was as sci-fi as it was. It's, it takes place pretty much in the future, um, and in this movie, actually had a lot of uh, a lot of good acting in it. Like it, it had some good emotional and, and physical acting, especially by the main guy. And, uh, you know, while the, the general story and plot, it may be cliche, it was a nice twist on uh, and fresh take on this uh, this cliche, you know, revenge tale. And um, I honestly think this potentially may be one of those cult action movies uh, that, you know, no one sees, of course. But uh, a lot of people are going to end up watching either on on streaming or home video and it's going to have a little cult following. I kind of like compared to, let's say, the first John Wick or um, uh, Dread or like Crank, those kind of movies yeah. where like they're not box office movies or like uh, major major movies that people even hear, hear about. But uh, this, especially since this definitely looks like a low budget movie, but uh, I, I feel that because it's such a low budget, they had to be more creative with its style and action and its story. And I 
would highly recommend it to any sci-fi action fans out there. Yeah, so like in the movie, this chip ends up controlling his body. And I think the performance that he does in making it seem like he's not in control of his body mm-hmm. is really convincing. And and because he's always like, whoa, what's going on? You know, <laughs> yeah. but, but not in a corny way, you know, right. like in a way that you can. Yeah, you would be like freaked out if your body started doing things that you didn't tell it to do. That's true. Uh, yeah, a great physical acting by that actor. And, and and it wasn't mentioned, though, when you said the synopsis, but the reason why he has a chip in his body is because uh, on his attack on his uh, family, he gets paralyzed in the process. So this chip allows him to actually walk again um, because it's AI powered. Uh, but, you know, due, it, due to it being uh, AI powered and uh, sen- being sentient, uh, things happen. And uh, there was a lot more twists and turns than I expected as well. Yeah, so uh, really like this movie. I would highly recommend it. Um, you know, also, also very gory. Yeah, you gotta be <laughs> you gotta be comfortable with a little bit of gore in, in the action there. But uh, good good sci fi movie for sure. Hi, yeah, highly recommended. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get into some TV shows. James, I finally had the chance to see the. Season finale, I'm going to say season finale of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., mm-hmm. but uh, at the time it was written as the series finale because they had they not been know. renewed. That's uh, right. But, but since this has aired, it has been picked up for at least another season. Um, and so uh, I really liked it. I don't know that as a series finale, it kind of was all there for me i would have liked to see some returning characters mm-hmm. to me that's what i expect out of a, a series finale is to see a couple of cameos from characters from prior seasons and uh we got that at moments during the season but not at the finale you know what i mean i agree it, it was actually quite underwhelming as much as they hyped out that last episode yeah and so while it hit on an emotional level in terms of what was happening and, and, and the culmination of it, uh, you know, it, it, I, I feel like it got a little bit corny with this one character that uh, got some powers. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. And uh, he, it's just like all of a sudden, just, I don't know what his motivations were and, and it got a little bit corny with him, but uh, you know, overall it was entertaining. I wouldn't say it was horrible. It, it was unwatchable. Um, but I think what's interesting is that where they left it at, since they thought it was going to be a series finale, it'll be interesting to see how they bring this back. I think that's the most intriguing aspect, right? Like how are they going to do the next season based on how this ends? And, uh, is that something that will bring you back or at least what, or are you going to just watch the first episode and see how it goes from there? No, no, I, I was never sort of jumping off the show. Oh, okay. I mean, like... I've made it this far. I'm five seasons <laughs> in. Right. Might as well I, finish it yeah, if, this is, if yeah, the next one is the last one, right? So, yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, I, I, was just I think probably the easiest way to, to to handle that sort of thing is to tie it in with what happened in um, Infinity War, wouldn't you yeah. say? Yeah. And they kind of briefly mentioned it on one of the episodes, yes. like uh, things happening outside yeah. and stuff like that. But yeah, I can see it being uh, things being affected from infinity war that can uh, be the result of the fallout in the next season. So yeah. we will see. I just, thought, I just thought based on your impression, I thought it soured you from uh, continuing on. Oh so no, it's sh- just I, to me as, as judging it as a sort of series finale, 
I don't think it, it was there for me on that level. But as far as a season finale, that's just a regular season finale. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> yeah. Um, what I was been watching, I just want to be brief with it. It's just two uh, shows because I know you haven't caught up yet. One expense uh, continues to be uh, quite awesome. Yeah, where um, are you on this? I'm sorry. Are you say on? that one? Uh, I'm caught up. Oh, you are. Okay. Yeah. So, have you been catching up with it or no? Okay, so since it was announced that uh, it was going to get picked up because it was originally going to be canceled, uh, mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, let me get back into the show because I I like the show so. I'm about halfway through season one. Oh, you haven't um, finished season one yet? No, man. Oh, I okay. I kind of forgot about it. Not because I didn't like the show, but I, I just forgot about it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just started rewatching it. And uh, yeah, it it's a very deep show. And, and I will say, if you're trying to get into the show, you have to give it a few episodes because yeah, it has a lot of depth to it, right? <laughs> it's setting up yeah. a lot of different factions. Um, and it's all very confusing at first. It's almost like... I, I remember when, when I started watching Game of Thrones, it's throwing a lot of characters and a lot of names and houses and this and that. Mm-hmm. And you have to let it sort of sink in with you before you start to make a judgment if you like the show or not. That's a great uh, comparison, by the way. I think yeah. you could say this kind of like Game of Thrones in space. I don't think it's as broad in terms of as many characters. I think they're a little bit more mem- memorable in this compared to some of the uh, many many side characters of game of thrones um but yeah you it does take a little bit to get into especially after the first two episodes we actually honestly thought it was a little rough um but once i got hooked it was uh pretty great on that and i was kind of sad because it was like a weird <laughs> it was like a, a weird massacre of tv shows all at once and expanse was included in one of them that was being canceled um and then like i think a week or two later uh, thankfully, Amazon picked it up, so I'm glad they're at least to get uh, another season to go with uh, with Expanse, and maybe it may have may have a higher budget, possibly, or maybe they can get away with a little bit more, yeah, um, uh, you know, cableness of it, I guess, uh, or breach the cable what you could show on cable. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm highly I'm very excited for uh, the upcoming season, but the current one it still has the finished airing. It's, it's, it's great. It's great. And another um, show I want to recommend, I keep trying to recommend to you that's still consistent in quality is Legion. Um, it's about to, it feels like it's about to wrap up right now and uh, highly recommend it to anyone. Um, I, uh, you know, anyone that is into, into superhero shows that is not like a typical superhero show. I honestly think it's the best one out of all like the Marvel DC all really? those shows. I, I it's hard to explain. You just have to see it up for yourself. The style is so good and then like every episode kind of changes up the style. Uh, I just love everything about it. The only thing I have a downside about it is some of the effects are very low budgety, and you can tell. Um, but uh, other than that, it's I would say it's kind of like there's some episodes, even though it's on FX, it has like Agents of Shield quality of uh, of effects. So, um, <laughs> but it it didn't hamper the uh, the 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 plot or the story that's going on. So, I would just for you give like watch it uh, first episode on Hulu or something. And uh, if you into that, because it's kind of crazy, uh, you know, continue on with the with the rest of the season. Yeah, I definitely want to get into it. Uh, you know, there's so much TV shows, uh, but it's definitely on my list. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get into some video games. Uh, James, 
I don't know if we've had a chance to talk about Destiny Two, the Warmind expansion. Have I? Have I? We have not. You you broke. We've been speaking off uh, briefly okay. off uh, recording, but not officially. Yeah. So, boy, this got me back into Destiny, and uh, I I mean it. It's what I want to do when I get home. I stay up late doing it, and this isn't the expansion for you to jump back in, James. It's not your style of expansion because the campaign that it adds while it's interesting, it's super short. And uh, it's like a couple of extra strikes, which are repurposed missions from the campaign. So in terms mm-hmm. of the level of stuff that it's adding is not much, but it raised the power level. It gave you new weapons. There are new quests that you can follow. Um, it, it gave you just enough for us regulars of Destiny to kind of keep hunting and keep grinding. And okay. so they're, they're small incremental changes. They... They've added, like, they've upgraded the exotics, and they've all been buffed. Not all of them, but many of them. And uh, they're kind of more fun to use now. And it, it seems like Bungie is now taking a turn where before they used to want to nerf everything that was getting too powerful. Now they're just like, you know what? Have fun with it. Let's get everything up to a high power level. And people are very much enjoying that. So uh, I'm back into it. And uh, there's going to be more to come, which we'll get into in the news section. But uh, I'm definitely back in the grind on this one. Yeah, sounds good. Sounds like a good uh, expansion for uh, current Destiny fans to get back into. Yep. And uh, then both of us got the Street Fighter 30th Anniversary Collection. Uh, This was released for just about all the major consoles. And it has, uh, what, 15 games, James? Uh, 15 or so. It feels less because it's a lot of versions of the same game, but it's all appreciated to me. Yeah, so basically it's all versions of Street Fighter 2, Street Fighter 1, and all versions of Street Fighter 3, which was three versions, Mm -hmm. and then all the Street Fighter Alphas, which is 1, 2, and 3. And it's the arcade port, so all the enhancements, unfortunately, that were done on the uh, home versions did not make it there. Um... And I'm having some fun with this, James. We got a chance to play it. It brings back a lot of memories. It brought back a lot of nostalgic memories. Yeah. Just going through Alpha again. And then, uh, boy, what a great collection, I think. I, even though, like you mentioned, it's, it's flaws that it's not, it is not bringing the home version um, back. But it's like a double-edged sword, right? Like, you either bring the home version that has, like, the cut frames or, like, yeah. it's the portiness of it. Uh, and get the characters, or you get the arcade perfect edition, but you miss out on the characters. Um, but yeah, uh, I really like this uh, quite a lot. It does. It tries to replicate that arcade aspect as it seems like to a T. Where even where you can't even switch characters when you're playing online, <laughs> like when you lose or like when you continue or like when we play against each other. Uh, it, it's it's. It's quite a nostalgia bomb. Even to the point of like when a, when you want to press start, it's like a quarter going into the machine. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's not even like an actual start. It yeah. just goes straight into it. And then you go right into like the arcade mode, which was seemingly more hard, like a lot harder than I remember or my skills. Okay, has, so uh, I have less. something uh, to tell you about that. Uh-huh. Were you playing uh, Super Street Fighter Turbo? Uh, one of them. I forget which okay. one. So I was watching some... Uh, some nerdy deep dive videos on, on these games. <laughs> and what they're saying is that these are based on the first revision in the U.S. of these systems. Mm-hmm. And one of the Street Fighters, I believe it was Street Fighter Hyper Turbo, was notorious for being super, super hard. And even if you turn it down to one star, 
it still is very hard. And it wasn't corrected until the other kind of, you know, back then you couldn't do patches. They had different versions of the arcade units. And, uh, but that's not the one that comes with this game. So uh, um, all the little mini revisions that were done, the, they're not reflected on there. So it's like first version period of the game <laughs> that came out. I see. Interesting. Maybe if uh, enough, I, I mean, I imagine there's going to be continued support, at least with updates. So. Maybe they can update that. Uh, um, I like, I really like that they added uh, online mode to uh, pretty much the fan favorites, uh, Alpha 3. I know you're more of an Alpha 2 guy. I really like Alpha 3 uh street fighter 3 because uh we used to play that a lot back in the 360 days yeah and uh was it hyper or street fighter 2 so it's only four and that's probably my biggest complaint about this collection Mm -hmm. it's going to be street fighter 2 turbo street fighter 2 hyper turbo (laughs) one of those yeah that's two of them and then Uh, uh, alpha 3 and then third strike street fighter mm 3 so that's only four games and uh, when this thing has 15 games in the collection, it's just a shame that you have to have someone in person you know, yeah. to play those games. <laughs> I so. guess you got to really like they're pushing the arcade aspect to the max. Like, yeah. You got to be next to each other as much as possible. What's kind of cool, though, when we were playing online that was interesting is that the, you can mix it up every every match. So you don't have to like exit the the game, I guess, to go to another game to start an online match. It, it's We just like pick a game that we want to play and it randomizes between the two, I guess. Yeah. And uh, that's an interesting concept. It just feels a little weird when there's only four of it that's available. Um, but what was a nice addition to this uh, is those, uh, the, have you visited the museum yet? Or uh, Very briefly, um, but they, there's a lot to it and I definitely want yeah. to see more of it. <laughs> it's so cool. Like just for like any, any people that just, love the series and all that stuff you can go to everybody's bio check out their history um and their timeline or how the timeline of all the games are and you can see sp- individual sprites see the animations play any music from any track from all of those games it's a quite uh, 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 a collection for the fans yeah it's a, it's a good collection and they have like trivia that gives you like cool like easter eggs that the game has mm-hmm. uh the history behind it um it's it's just a very thorough collection uh, and they put a lot of work into that. It's, you know, it's just I wish they could do more online. Yeah, hopefully uh, in updates. And the best part about it, you, you know, usually when we think of Capcom, they try to re-release things and then charge so tremendously high. But this came out actually at forty dollars, <laughs> surprisingly for all for this whole collection. Yeah. Um, why everyone had such a worry before they released the price was uh, their previous re-release of Hyper. Uh, I mean, Ultra Super Street Fighter Two. Yes. Um, which uses the re- remastered art uh, was at a full sixty dollars. So, <laughs> like, wow, people that paid for that full price and then and then to say model. all the things that they've done for Street Fighter Five, right? It's like you can't yeah. get a simple one version of the game. <laughs> you know? And we'll talk a little bit more of that uh, when we get to the next game in terms of some things that we couldn't get, even though we got it, quote unquote everything <laughs> for. Uh-huh. Yeah, well, let's get into a- it. <laughs> yeah. So this Go. is uh, Marvel versus Capcom Infinite. Uh, this was the most recent uh, one that was kind of based on mostly the movie series. And, uh, you know, one of the big complaints about this was because they were doing this with the Disney deal at the time, they didn't get any of the X-Men characters, the characters which had been historically a huge part of the Marvel versus Capcom series, like Wolverine, mm-hmm. Sabretooth, Magneto, 
um, Sentinel, all these Storm. characters, Storm, they're gone. And uh, instead, they, they replaced them with a lot of returning characters from Marvel's Capcom 3. And they didn't add a lot of them, but we got the uh, ultimate package, which included a lot of the DLC characters, which are pretty cool. And and it yeah. sucks that you had to buy this version of the game, but that's the reality <laughs> of uh, have, yeah. fighting have the more unique characters. in the modern era. Yeah, if you want the best characters, unfortunately, they're going to be in the you know expanded content. And that's going to give you like Black Panther, Captain Marvel, um, who else? Winter Soldier. Oh, yeah, Winter Soldier. and Black Widow. Um, Venom. I- uh, Venom, which is cool. Uh, uh, Monster Hunter. Oh, yes. And um, was there another Capcom character? Sick, sick. No, I don't know. I'm not exactly sure with the other Capcom yeah. character, but it felt like a lot more Capcom than it was. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, it felt a lot of Marvel than Capcom. Th- this is this is a really fun game in, in terms of, like, the foundation. It's a very fun game. It's, it's very, very fun. <laughs> yeah. It's fast. Um, I think the graphics look good. Some people were complaining that it didn't look different enough. I could see that. That's fair. Um, but, uh, I think where it falls uh, a little bit in lacking is in the story mode. They try to do a story mode, but it is just supposedly it's not as good. I haven't gone through the whole thing yet. <laughs> Did you start it? It's pretty, I find it so awful. <laughs> no, so honestly, awful. I just remember what was on the demo. Okay. Yeah. You go, you do pretty much do that the whole way. Yeah. I think, I think the biggest flaw though, because uh, I honestly think the gameplay is so fun. It does those gems things, even though we didn't know what we were doing, <laughs> added a little bit of flavor to the mix on there. Um, the biggest flaw to it, I think is the low times. It kind of oh, takes a yeah. long time to go between yeah. and like, it kind of like, it, it, it kind of like you're such in a high or having fun. And then you're like, oh, okay, now you got to wait a bit to get back into that fun. But, yeah. It's such a rare thing to complain about these days is low times, but yeah, it really takes a while. Um, Especially to, when matches aren't that long. Uh, right. And then the low times are equivalent to the match itself. It feels, it, you feel it more than you would in any other game. Yeah. Uh, and then the other bone we want to pick with this is we bought the Ultimate Edition, which only gave us the uh, additional characters. Mm-hmm. There's a bunch of really cool alternate costumes that uh, were not included in the quote-unquote ultimate edition. <laughs> so then here we go having a double dip. Now, it happened to go on sale, and uh, so I ended up purchasing it. And they're really cool costumes. They are. But then as a nice little slap in the face, like, <laughs> hey, we want to remind you we're Capcom, uh, we didn't get all the outfits. And there was no, this really cool not. Gladiator Hulk one. And what was I the other one, James? Do you remember the other one? Uh damn, I can't remember off the top well, of my was, head. Was it a weird-looking Captain America? Yeah, it might have been a weird-looking Captain America. Or it might have been a Ryu, something with Ryu as well. Um, yeah. Might have been bearded Ryu. Uh, but yeah, that those were all tied behind pre-order and did not in, was not included with... They're separate. There's yep. like an additional four bucks. <laughs> Whereas like we for- paid 15 bucks for the whole thing. Now, granted, that was the sale price, by the way. I think it's 30 uh, bucks for the whole pass. That's how for the whole pass. That's costumes. That's ridiculous. Yep, and this is just like your injustice situation all over again. You get the ultimate that has everything, but did not include Dark Side. Yeah, <laughs> so and, I, and you know what? And I still didn't give him my six bucks or whatever, <laughs> just for you know, protesting that. I feel yeah. I, I do want to give it a, a compliment where even though there's a lot of returning characters, uh, they changed them enough where it's 
difference. Like it feels different. Like we <laughs> we were playing Nemesis. He feels like a totally different character than the last Nemesis. Uh, or tyrant that we played for, um, and since uh, you know, the, like you mentioned, the graphics um, uh, it's for the next gen. They seem huge. They seem way bigger than I ever remembered yeah. in the other games. Like I felt like <laughs> like tyrant and Hulk took up all of the whole screen, and that was a great fun battle we had when when you had to pick the when you pick Nemesis, and he, he he's pretty much a screen. Yeah, like every move takes up the whole screen. Yeah, Nemesis um, has been made in terms of strength, like one of the most powerful characters. Yeah. Just on his normals, and his range too. It's so yeah. so long. They have another character that's like that too, which is the Monster Hunter character. Her sword reaches like like a, a obscene amount of distance. The width of but... the screen, basically. <laughs> exactly. But we had uh, had a, such a great time, and I think the mechanics are so solid. Um, you know, I honestly didn't even miss the three on three aspect of it. It was it was kind of felt like it was bringing it back to the old versus games like marvel origins yeah i like, um, prefer the two versus two yeah it didn't get too crazy and all that right. stuff and I, and I felt like uh it was a little bit more you had to be a little bit more cautious of the, the you're, you're tagging because you only have two characters instead of uh relying on a third one but highly enjoyed um this game this is i think possibly the most underrated of the versus games because it got so much hate initially yeah so you know this thing's probably going to go on sale frequently uh so just what do you keep... think this was the first time i ever saw it on sale and that's why i jumped on it well this was, was the lowest that it went it had gotten uh, like maybe 20 bucks off uh, you know what i mean yeah, like, for the, like the, by far the lowest i've ever seen it yeah so what was it 30 bucks for the ultimate edition uh, yes, yeah, and that's a great price. An extra, an extra fifteen for the the costumes. When normally, I think if you were to do retail price for both, it would have been like eighty, ninety bucks. So I thought we we saved money. I you know I was walking in a Best Buy the other day, and they had the super limited edition that had the uh, Infinity Gems. Oh, they actually had that around still. Yeah, it's like a box of gems. Or what? It was a, it was a box just hanging out, and there's a section in Best Buy where they have like the collectors' items or collectors' edition that nobody buy, buys. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they have the nerve to charge like practically full retail for it, and it was like a hundred bucks. <laughs> it's like no, that's why it's sitting <laughs> no, on the shelf there. <laughs> no one's gonna pay for that. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, but Capcom sometimes they're good, sometimes they're bad. So yep. it is what it is. All right. Well. Now let's get into some news of the week. For me, the most maximum hype news of the week was <laughs> there was a new Destiny expansion revealed called The Forsaken. Um, this is basically the equivalent of the Taken King for Destiny 1. This is a September release. It is a big, big expansion, James. I'm talking about new sub- about it. <laughs> There's new subclasses, obviously a new story, a new enemy type. So that's that's going to be brand new. Uh, a new bow and arrow weapon, which is kind of fun. Wow! Um, like as a regular weapon, not like a, not as a special. How one of the other characters had it? Right, right, right. Not as like part of your super move. It's it's okay. a weapon. Yeah, and there's like three different types: a short range, a long range one. Um, they changed the weapon slots completely. In that mm. now, if you wanted to, you can do three shotguns on all unit on all you know slots. So you can have pretty much any like primary for all slots or yeah. primary secondary. Yeah, okay. or all heavy. I don't know. It, there's they have to give more details on how they're going to handle the ammo on that. But in theory, yes. Uh, now random rolls. This is a, a return from Destiny One because you know in Destiny Two, once you got a weapon, that's it. Nothing changes on it. Hmm. Whereas even though you would get crap rolls, 
a lot of the times there was always this element of, oh, what's on it? And, oh, your gun is different from mine because you got a different role. And there's like the quote unquote God role in which it was the best, you know, role that you could possibly get on it. And it was very OP gun. So uh, that's new. Uh, there's a new game mode that combines uh, PvP. So you have two teams on opposing sides. You're fighting uh, AI enemies. And then mm-hmm. once you achieve a certain amount of points, you could send uh, more enemies into the other side to kind of cause trouble for mm-hmm. the other team. And then at some point, like one of your characters could then go in and try to kill the other human control characters. So it's going to be interesting uh, how that you know system works out. But like just a ton of changes. And of course, new weapons, a new raid, new social space. Yeah, this is huge. Yeah, that sounds like something I'll come back to. You know me, I just come in for the big, big updates. And <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it's like another game to me. Uh, but yeah, come in for that. I did hear about an annual pass, though. What is okay, this? Okay, exactly? so in the past, you would get the season pass, what it was called before, and it would only give you two expansions. Now, they're trying to do this thing where I guess they just want to bill you once so that I, they can determine who is in on this. And I believe it's going to get four expansions now it is yet to be determined if they're going to be as big as like the two that were included in the season pass Mm -hmm. i feel like this is a way to kind of guarantee yourself content for the whole year you know but i I did hear a thing i don't know if you can confirm me if it's true or not but a lot of people are hating on it because the expansion that you're referring to is not included with that annual pass, but it's something for after you get that expansion. So you have to pay full price for the expansion plus the annual pass, which made it up to another $70, dollars um, uh, price I, tag. I think it's fair because this expansion that you're going to get is practically doubling the size of the game, the one in the mm-hmm. fall. But that's that you know content. If you want to keep playing... Into the following year, you're going to have to pay for the, the pass, you know? That's true. Yeah. yeah. So I, I don't have a problem with it. To me, like, if you play this game on a regular basis, you're going to get your money's worth because of how much you play it. So That's true. I, I, I honestly, I don't have a problem dropping down whatever they're charging. I'm even going to get the little $10 extra to get the like kind of little uh, cosmetic items that you're going to get. And it's fine. Remotes. Yeah. There's like, no, it's like little unique weapons that are themed from the uh, the Queen of the Reef, which is one of the characters that's coming back. So, uh, <laughs> Queen of the Reef. Queen of the Reefer. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, All right, well, call, well, call me in. I'll be there for expansions. And if you let me know those little ones are good, yeah. I may join you on those as well. So that's coming out in September. What about you, James? Any news you want to share? Only one last news that may just affect you because I know I ended mine a long time ago, but Best Buy is uh, eliminating their GCU discounting program. Um, I'm not sure how much you used it uh, uh, before, but this used to be something back, I don't know, when we first started, like 2014, whatever, 2013, which was a great deal, which still is technically a great deal, but then I've slowly phased out physical uh, games and it didn't apply to me any further. Um, but yeah, Best Buy, for whatever reason, is seemingly ending this program, which I would think would have brought more people into the store to buy their physical hardware. Um, but it's uh, an odd choice. 
Uh, how does it affect you? Yeah, specifically? this was the Gamers Club Unlimited. And, uh, you know, I think like you mentioned, I was initially a lot more gung-ho about it because I was just trying to get all these games 20% off. But then Amazon started adding the same thing. Now, theirs is a tougher because you have to pre-order. If the game's out, you can't get that anymore. Um, so that's what kind of sucks about their system. But I don't know why. Maybe they the numbers, they were losing money on it. But it did work at bringing me in the store. I would not set foot into a Best Buy if it wasn't for these <laughs> discounts. I'll guarantee you that. And it worked for a lot of like cool things right like i remember you getting amiibo with so that, these, uh, with the, gamers club that's kind of the only extension of it i i would say and why i ended up renewing it because i was buying at the time i was buying a lot of uh, amiibo it does work on amiibo mm-hmm. it did it did work on those disney infinity figures at the time when those were available but it didn't work on controllers or on consoles or i don't think it worked on strategy guides um, but the thing was what that was like kind of nice about it is that when you use your uh you bought one of these games you generally got like a ten dollar discount for the next game which was kind of cool um they they've have it, uh reduced the amount of those and uh, uh kind I of see. pick and choose it has to be a kind of a major release or something they want to entice people to to pre-order but uh yeah you would get the additional little ten dollars back and then if you were going on a regular basis you would then get your discount coupons from just your reward points and you can get even more discounts on the game so I, I also wanted to transition to having all my games kind of downloadable as well. And mm-hmm. so I, I just kind of like, I think the only stuff that I ended up doing recently is like Assassin's Creed because I just, I think I have all of them physical and I just like the <laughs> way it looks on my shelf. Um, wow. You know, like I just, I got all the Assassin's Creed and physical. Um, so so would you get the next one still in physical? Um a good that's a good question it's a good question <laughs> <It's a dilemma. laughs> because uh, i still have it i i think i'm gonna have it for at least another year um wow. maybe part of what enticed it for me is that i was able to get the, the like the season pass version for like the price mm. of the regular version and that was kind of cool because of the gcu right? because of the discount yeah, yeah. and that's how i ended yeah. up getting uh fallout um, is you know at the time I got the one with the full season pass for the price of the regular one, and that's that's yeah. pretty cool when you want to get those season passes. Um, <laughs> Do you think uh, this is a sign of that they're kind of going under? Uh, it's or will there always be a spot for them it's, around? It's, it's too early to tell. I think ultimately people still need to see technology in person, uh, like window shop. Yeah, you know, or um, I I don't as much. But I still think there's a large population of people that do, you know, when you want to buy a TV, Mm -hmm. if you want to just, if you need something available immediately, you can go get it. But then again, Walmart and all that is, their stuff is pretty solid as well. And Target, and you can get the stuff there too. Yeah. Well, rest in peace, GCU. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's going to do it for us next week. We're probably going to be talking a lot about E3. So let us know what you want us to talk about. Otherwise we'll just kind of do a summary on maybe what we liked, uh, what we didn't like, what we're most hyped about. And uh, we're going to see, hopefully cross your fingers. We can see hotel Artemis. Uh, this movie is coming out this week. And I think we're going to get a chance to see it next week. So that's about it. James, anything else you want to add? Uh, I'd like to thank uh, Albert, fa- aka Face X Hugger, for music. He actually released a new album called Sci Fi Violence. So check him out. I'm going to put some of his music up in the bumpers here. And uh, where is that available to stream or purchase? 
you can actually, I believe you should be able to stream it uh, on any of the major streaming networks, but uh, you can visit at facehugger, facexhugger.bandcamp.com. All right. Well, if you've made it this far into the show, we really appreciate you listening and give us any show feedback. We would definitely appreciate it. And until next time, good night, James. Take it easy.